When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello guys um, Yo. Stop what you're doing Put down that pen If you're writing correspondence to somebody A letter set, pen pal Set aside your laptop Unless you're using that to, to listen to this In which case don't do that and tuck yourself in for an hour in the company of the wolf and the owl. Public service announcement. Um, yeah, guys, it's me. Um, <laughs> is that the wolf? Uh, I've got a, I've got a frog in my throat. I've got a big croaky old throat today, boy. Um, I'd love to know from our listeners whether you think Tom's new voice is sexier than his normal one. Because I've got to be honest with you, we've been chatting a little bit before we started this recording. And I am now nursing what is politely known as a semi. <laughs> You're a sweet boy. You know how to talk to the, the croaky voice, Matt, at the end uh, of the I, garden. I, I need, I need to, uh, let me just get this out of the way straight away. I need some advice from you, mate, yep. because I may be working out quite a lot. Today, I did my first uh, PT session in a while. Uh, okay. Shout out Chrissy Harper. And um, Yo, Chris. I, as I left, as I got into my car to drive home from the gym, I've already started to feel like, you know when you can feel you're going to be immobile the next day? You, you, Mate, you, you know, number start... one, I've told you so many times, and I love you for the fact that you, you know, you go your own way and you can be an independent thinking a uh, little morsel at times. But you need to get a ray gun. If you're going to give your life to working out a little bit more, you need to get a ray gun. And where shall I put that? Next to the air fryer or... No. On top of it. <laughs> no, mate, seriously, right? Here's how this is going to go down, right? You go for a workout, right? You get in. Uh, Charlie and Theo are playing on the um, Xbox stroke PlayStation. Okay. Charlie sort of looks at you and goes, oh, my God, Dad, you're starting to look more buff. And you're like, <laughs> you do a little giggle like you do, right? You go so you, in, 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 your, in your fantasy of my house, Charlie talks to me like he wants to fuck me. No, I just no, no. He Charlie is such a sweet boy, right? Yeah, he's got he a good heart on him, right? He's, he's and he, for heart. me, 
he's the one. Like the others, like Theo and Alex are like they're playing on the game. Charlie's like, you know what, Dad's taking a little time for himself to look better, right? Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show that I've noticed, right? Like prison, it's like in prison, right? They, they're, they're all on A wing. They've noticed you knock around on B wing. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. one of the vulnerable prisoners has come through. <laughs> so when they see you, they're like, you know, and the other two don't even notice because they're playing, yeah. I don't know, Level Dead or one one of their games that they play, mm. right? But then Sweet Charlie notices. Then you go into the kitchen. Lisa's like, does that thing when she scrubs her eyes and she goes, oh my God, who's this guy? And you're like, it's me, silly. And then she says, well, have you been working out? And you're like, well, you know I have. You dropped me at PT, right? And then, anyway, then you like you tighten your bum cheeks and do that walk that you do and you're trying to look hard, right? But about an hour and a half later, your ego sort of starts sort of like diluting a bit, mm. deflating, and you start feeling sore. That is the moment, right, when you will reach for your ray gun. And you would seriously, honestly, it will change your life. I mean, okay? it, it's 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 incredible. That that was what two and a half minutes to say exactly the same thing that you said before. You think I should use a ray gun? Why did we have to? Why did I have to sit through this twisted fantasy that you've got about what goes on in my house? <laughs> Charlie, sort of ch- oh, just checking think- my ass out as I walk through the living room. <laughs> I just think it's for you. Sometimes it's like better. I think you find it more palatable when I can break things down in a story just in case you don't understand what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, okay, fine. I mean, what I would say is it shows a massive disrespect for the fact that, you know, we have a limited time on this earth. It's, it, no. your, sort of desire, your sort of desire to take seven minutes when 30 seconds would do to explain something. Do you know what I mean, though? Is what I'm trying I to knew say. what you mean before you told that story. You think I should use a ray gun, one of those, thir- whatever they're called, the little pummeler things, right? Yeah, yeah. Mate, honestly... I can just see you now, right? You're lying there, right? You're all stiff and you're all achy, right? In bed, right? Probably fidgeting a bit, I'd imagine. Don't want to, like, you know, fucking offend you, right? That ship sailed, mate. <laughs> then, then you reach for the ray yeah. gun. You put it on your, your tricep, your bicep, mm. your quads, your hammies. Boom. And that's what you... Once you've been... You, I don't think you work out enough at the moment to call your hamstrings hammies. No. That's something that you progress yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. I hope to, that one day... I will achieve the level of bellendry that allows me to call them hammies. My question to you is this. Does that stop doms? What? Doms. Doms? What's doms? Okay, so this is incredible. So the, 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 this, what, I, I started this whole thing trying to stop doms. I sit through what feels like half an hour of your fucking gabble. And now it turns out you don't even know what doms are. What are DOMS? Delayed onset muscle soreness. Oh, for crying out loud, mate. Not even I've got to that fucking level. There's someone said that down the gym and you've done it in the changing room and you've, you're sneaking a little listening to someone else's no, conversation. No, that's not. I'm talking about something that beginners suffer from. Everyone suffers from it. You go to the gym, you push it a bit hard, and then the next day you can't walk properly. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, where I come from, we call that fatigue. Okay, but if it's DOMS, I don't even know about DOMS. It well, 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 well what I would say to that is where you come from, everyone's calling it wrong because it isn't fatigue. It's where you... Right. This is so rummish. It's like you basically found a hobby, right? And you're not naturally moving up through the levels. You've literally gone in and gone, oh, what are all the special words you're using? And then someone's like, all right, DOMS is what we use if we're tired. You're like, oh, I'm going to use that. Get a T-shirt made of it and walk around town fucking think like you own the place. What is wrong with you? You're, you're in Liverpool at the moment. It's made you a real cock. Do you know that? <laughs> that I, like, honestly, Liverpool Tom, 
really is a piece of shit. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you say what you want about me, but you live the sweet city. You, 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 um, you, may be, uh, you may be right. It may be possible that I'm using some sort of weird jargon. I thought everybody said that. No, but seriously, on, like, if you are getting doms, get a rake up, bro. They're like 200 yeah. quid, though, aren't they? Look, do me a favour, just text me your address and I'll, I'll get one sent over. All right, because I can't even get through today thinking about you. Because honestly, mate, I'm proud of you for smashing it hard. I genuinely am. Because like, I've killed it this week. I'm like, the last two weeks, I've, I've, I've really pushed it in the boxing. If I didn't have a ray gun with me by my side when I needed it most. Can we just, right, can, can I just stop you a second? Can I just stop you a second? Because this is exact, this is air fryer too, this. This, this, amazing, this, this could not be more exactly like how you talk to me about the air fryer. And we know now you've been unmasked as a liar and a bullshitter of the highest level in that, okay? But actually, the air fryer's been something that's been causing you agony and pain because you realise you bought a piece of shit that you don't use, right? Yeah, but, but look, there's, look, we need to go onto the air fryer at some point. I know there's been, a lot, of a, lot of there's been a lot of angry emails about that air fryer, by the way. Yeah, no, mate, I've, I've felt the full backlash um, from people in the street. Um, I think I, I, was, I never the... thought... I, I've always sort of wondered about us just sort of freewheeling on this podcast what is eventually going to get us cancelled? Because something will happen. We're going to have to sort of issue an apology on the podcast, delete all the previous episodes, and then you'll never hear from us again. I did not think it would be you talking about this air fry because it has caused, air fry gate. It has caused a lot of anger. I got stopped in Liverpool just the other day, and uh, a couple said to me, like, they, they brought an air fryer on the basis that they'd heard me and you talking about it. Not me and you. And no, but first of all, don't lump me in with it. This, 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 exactly, this is exactly what you're like, right? I didn't, I didn't endorse the air fryer. Don't pull me under the bus with you, right? <laughs> no. You were raving about if an air fryer. you're on a plane going down, are you telling me you're not going to sit next to me? Yeah, I'll sit next to you, right? But I'm not going to take the blame for the one be, like putting the fucking pilot to sleep. Right. They, they stopped me. And then I go through my DMs and I realise that quite a few people, look, air fryers, they seem to have a very, 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 very strong fan base. Mm, passionate. And I respect. Passionate. Yeah, very, very passionate. You know, if I tell you what, if any of these people were football fans, they'd be hardened, probably hooligans. They'd be what's known as ultras. Yeah. You know? They'd be a firm. Yeah, they'd be, and, and fucking quite a formidable one at that. Um, I've had a lot of messages. And if I'm honest with you, like, and, and, Actually, some people have just been offering to help me uh, when it comes to sort of trying to work the air fryer and trying to sort of see if there's a way of actually sort of finding my love back for that sweet air fryer. So, you know, to that end, um, I will say now, and, uh, you know, this, you can quote me on this, is I will be trying to do stuff in the air fryer one more time. Oh, what an incredible quote. Thank you for sharing that. What? What, what, a, what, a, what been... a massive commitment. So you, I, so can you know, I, I just let's just get this. I think this might be a Wolf and Out exclusive. Tom, can I just get this absolutely right? You are going to try to use the air fryer again. Is that right? Is that you're yeah, willing to say yeah. that on this podcast that you're going to you're going yes. to try the air fryer again? Look, there's been some incredible things sent over. Yeah, you know, obviously there's been some people who are just like very vicious in their, their uptake, but there's been people sort of pinging over really fun and quirky little ideas and things I can do and add it, like keep it in there longer, add a little bit more oil, shake, shake it, all these things. And, you know, I'd like to say to everyone out there from the air for our community, I never meant to let you down. I always seek your love and affection. Okay. Do not forget your dying King. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible that even in that humility, you managed to show a little bit of ego there. Um, 
Uh, we got sent a picture of a woman uh, using her ninja air fryer. Have you got? An, is it a ninja you've got, or is it something? Else? Oh, I've got a ninja. I wish I had one of those. Why? You don't like the air fryer you've got? Yeah, no, but that one just sounds cool. <laughs> so she's taken a photo right. of her ninja with the bacon going in, right? Yeah, pre cooked. Yeah, and then she's taken another photo of the ninja with the bacon out, looking very crispy. Nice. Maybe she was just trying to sort of entice you into eating meat again. Yeah, I mean. If you were going to entice me back into eating meat, it would be bacon. Bacon would be my 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 uh, my gateway drug. Well, you know that everyone might be coming to Romish. What? You know that? Have you not heard that there could be a meat drought in the UK? Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't affect me obviously because well, yeah, I don't I mean, give a shit about well, meat. No, Johnny, I'm all right. You got to think about the other people, like little Theo, Charlie, Alex, Lisa, your family, right? Sure, they all love meat. Uh, they're all carnivores. Every is it, one of them, how every how real is this thing? How real is this that we're going to have a meat show? Listen, is, is this because I was sort of reading it initially, and I was just thinking this is uh, you know it's the type of shit that they put in the papers, just you know sensationalism. I heard it before the papers. I heard it before the papers. Okay, let's hear. It. How did you hear it before the papers? Stu, the sound guy on the job I'm doing, uh, came sprinting up to me. And he said, have you heard? And I was like, what? And he went, there might be a meat shortage. Right. Because obviously me and him talk about meat and stuff quite a lot. And what did you do? 40 and knees like the end of Planet of the Apes? <laughs> no. No, I just went, you've got to be fucking joking, mate. Can't, we can't run out of meat. That's like running out of air. And then he just said, no, seriously, mate. Yeah, he'd been looking into it. Uh, I think he'd found like a Reddit link or something. Mm. Um, and yeah, he was fucking, I still don't think he's himself. I don't even know if he recorded any sound for the rest of the day. He was absolutely destroyed by it so yeah i mean i think how, it's how up, how upsetting for you would it be if we if we did have a meat shortage i mean how much meat are you putting away on a, Look, on a weekly basis the truth of the matter is and you know me right is since my you know my friendship with you has blossomed more and more right and not just my friendship my i hate to say this because i don't want it to pull out that arrogant side of you but i do sort of look up to you sometimes and actually think you, you are a very clever person so since, you know, you've been sort of, not brainwashing me, but you've sort of talked about, you know, these vegan treats and little things, I have, I've lent, I'd say I'm 75 to 80% vegetarian vegan now. Really? Genuinely, yeah. Mate, I will tell you this, the fake chicken on the market is incredible. We've said this before, right? Um, you know, I, I probably now, maybe twice a week, I'll have a roast dinner mm. and maybe two other times I'll, I'll have meat now. On set, I'll always have the vegetarian option. Wow. That's two that of my is, meals a day. Maybe three. That's big. That is big. Yeah, boy. And I all, and and chat at Liverpool because they've got some delectable places where you can have vegetarian straight vegan food. But are you slightly, despite your sort of switch to vegetarianism, are you not like slightly panicking about this? I mean, it's not just meat, is it? It's like yeah. the, the, the way they're making it out is like we're not going to be out of Christmas. Yeah, but look, the, the truth of man, people love me. Um, yeah, it's weird as well, because if I, you know, if I'm having a bowl about, you know, and I sort of leave the sort of city landscapes and I start to walk around fields just because I want to get out in the nature, mate, I always see cows, pigs, you know, chickens. So I'm like, what are these guys? Obviously, they're sort of ones that are for other uses, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it feels like, obviously, we'll probably have to turn on, you know, ones that aren't sort of set out for that, you know, maybe the breeders. Well, that is that's a really dark insight into it. It's a dark point. So, so you you you, you are, are you saying that 
if these supermarket shortages continue, you might take it upon yourself to just go and like chop the head off a cow in a field nearby or something. No, because well, you li- you you live in you live in amongst farmland. Yeah, right? I live in farmland. What I do is I'll probably just start to I'll probably go to all the farms near me, knock mm. on the farmer's door and say hello, Mister Farmer. Um, hope you're well, mate. Um, look, I don't know if you've seen the papers and Stu, the sound guy, told me that we are running out of meat. Look, you need mm. to fucking you know, get in that that old field there and. Yeah, you know, make some pretty tough decisions. Um, so let me know if you want to chat over because I realise it's tough, but, you know, that's what we need meat. People need meat. I actually don't need meat as much as others because I'm probably 75% vegetarian now. Because mm. my friend Romish is. And you'd say all that in a monologue, right, before allowing him to respond at all? No, I'd let him say, oh, oh hi, hello, Tom, or whatever, right. hello, sir. And then, yeah, yeah, I'd probably just sort of say, look, look spread word to other farmers because I've got other stuff on. I can't be telling everyone. Spread, to, spread the word to other farmers. It's a fucking lunatic wandering around asking for, <laughs> asking to get dibs on your livestock. No, I'm not killing them myself. You know, you know, a lot of abattoirs are closing in this country as well. Why? Because I don't know. I think I don't know. But I just know there's a lot of old abattoirs. Like I've done quite a lot of filming uh, in different areas over the last sort of mm. six months. And the oh, I forgot time... about this because you film all over the place. One of your favourite things when you turn up to a location is to check out the local abattoir, isn't it? <laughs> No, no, but you know you get. I forgot dri- about this. Yeah. You'll get a driver who's a bit keen to tell you about his local town. And look, if there's one thing I really fucking admire, is someone who takes pride in their fucking the place they come from, right? Right. But you know, quite a few times I've gone, oh, that used to be the old abattoir. And at first, I'm like, oh, that's one old abattoir. I'm going to tell you now, Rob. I can count on both hands the times I've heard that. You can count on both hands. Yeah, so it's I like, don't know what I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what point you're making. Like it's at least like nine. It's at least nine. Nine times, yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. think I've ever. I don't think I've ever heard anyone point out a current or past abattoir in my life. How many times do you do you get into like a real chat with the driver though? I do talk to the driver, but abattoirs just don't come up. Yeah, but he probably looks at you and goes, "Oh, it's the last thing he wants to hear about." He probably, you know, it's like, would I tell? Oh yeah. Oh, it, it, that's not. That's not an insult. Oh. oh but I might not want to hear about abattoirs. What, what no. do you think it's... <laughs> no, so it's so when, bit... you, when you get in a taxi, the guy goes, oh, this guy, I'll tell you what, he'll fucking love some abattoir chat. Look at no, him. but look, it's, I wouldn't turn around to like a, a kid and go, oh, have you heard the tour story of Freddy Krueger? Because they'd be terrified, right? For you, it's like, that's the last thing. Like, the bloke's probably fit, sitting there thinking, don't mention abattoirs, don't mention abattoirs. I don't think abattoirs are spoken about as, as, as freely and as regularly as you seem to think they are. Mate, I can tell you now I've had a, a good number of conversations about, you know, it always starts off with someone going, oh, there's the old abattoir. And then what do you say? I go, oh, what, is it closed down? Uh, yeah. And he goes, no, it's just a really old abattoir. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> I think it's good for people to see abattoirs. Because I, I sort of, you know when people, you know when people really like, are aware of, you know, some people go and like, they'll kill the animal themselves or they'll go check out an abattoir and stuff like that. I think it's good, you know, to be yeah. aware of what the process is. Do you know what I mean? I think that the, 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 the less kind of, the thing I'm sort of less on board with is people just completely disassociating themselves from the process that takes the food to get, I'm getting a bit sort of wanky and sort of. No, natural. no, no, I agree. Do you know what I mean? I agree. But you know, that sort of thing where you just go, I don't want to think this used to be an animal. My worry is, right, because I actually agree with you on this one. Yeah. I do, actually. You've made a very valid and good point. My my big worry would be, right, if you got someone to, and like said, oh, look, if you want to have a chicken, you've got to kill it, right? 
that person kills a chicken, but then actually enjoys the killing part of it more than the eating part, and then becomes a serial killer. And then everyone's like, fucking hell, there's a serial killer on the loose. And everyone's like, I knew we shouldn't have listened to Ramesh. Do you know what I've got from that? Is that you've got no idea what serial killer means. What? No, no he, he likes killing chickens, so he starts going out and killing humans. Right, so McDonald's is a serial killer. Is it really? Well, how many chickens do you think McDonald's kill? Well, especially Ali's beef burgers, but probably, uh, I'd say... No, you're right. They're only knocking out a couple of nuggets a day. You're absolutely right. I don't know what I'm <laughs> no, talking about. No, I probably would say, in my look, I can't, don't quote me on this, uh, 10,000, 15,000 a month. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know if you fucking know what you're doing there. 10, 15,000 chickens a month, you think, are killed by McDonald's? Yeah. I, I think know. it's more it's more likely that 10,000 to 15,000 have been killed since we started this podcast. Really? Wait, how many... Are you being serious? Well, they put other stuff in it, though, don't they? Sure. Yeah, that's what we can all cling on to. Look, if there's anyone out there uh, who's a specialist in, you know, the abattoir life or whatever and how many chickens... Do you want to look up how many... Um, yeah, have a look. How many chickens do McDonald's kill? Do you want me to look that up? Yeah, I mean, you look is, at... Mate, uh, if it's 15, more than 15,000, that is a small village. Oh, actually, yeah, what, uh, what a large. weird, what a weird village! What just completely populated by chickens? <laughs> are we living in a fucking Ardman animation. Uh, hold on, how many chickens are killed by McDonald's? I mean, it's 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 auto auto filled um, KFC there, which yeah, yeah makes sense. Well, you forget about KFC because they don't use the same chickens, so they're killing chickens as well. They're probably more actually, cause they're specialities chickens. Okay, the company per year is responsible for the deaths of billions of chickens. Wow. It hasn't given an exact number. Um, Second largest purchaser of chicken in the world. Who's the first KFC? I believe so. Um, I mean, they've said billions, but in the UK, in the UK alone, McDonald's serves over 30 million chickens a year. Jesus. Okay, look, we need to look at this, guys. Um, because seriously, that is a lot of chickens, man. That's a lot more than I anticipated. Yeah, sure. So, is that, is that... <laughs> I can't believe you thought it was ten to fifteen thousand. <laughs> like McDonald's has six outlets, <laughs> and chicken isn't that popular. Well, I think we've killed too many chickens this week, <laughs> Dean. I reckon the fucking Taj Mahal down the road from here does more than that. Fucking, it's funny, they must kill even more cows. So that's the worrying oh, thing. Yeah, it's a really worrying thing. So anyway, listen, I don't, look, I don't know about the meat shortage. I mean, we're speaking for a position of complete ignorance. Yeah, maybe uh, if there's any meat experts, um, there's a lot to go with here. Um, just get in touch, uh, email the podcast. Um, it'd be great to hear from I mean, obviously, you know, sort of we might be done with this, but yeah, just email in probably sort of Thursday time. Yeah. We do a lot of this asking people to email in and then... We don't ever really follow it up, do we? In all fairness, we have no plan on any of. This. I mean, I mean, so, so, some people are still listen to old episodes. So, just so you know, I'm still getting emails. The Swan is still having to wade her way through emails that say Rom is a sweet soul, like, and then it'd, it'd be a picture of like Oscar the Grouch or whatever. We're still getting those. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Oh, it's so funny that time. Did you get any um, pictures of people's roast dinners this weekend? I did get some Instagram like sent on my DMs. Yeah, good. So thanks for that. That was off your Insta story, wasn't it? What did you yeah. say? 
I just said it'd be quite like to send you pictures of their roast dinners and then we'll tell everyone when the live dates are. Yeah. We've also got to apologise to the listeners, Tom. Yeah, no, well, no, 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 no. I think we, we, we have to earnestly put our hands up here. Oh, do you want me to lead or do you want to? No, you can lead if you want. Because I'm, I'm not entirely sure you know what we're talking about, so it'd just be good to know. Um, followers, listeners, lovers, people that we call kin, we are very, very sorry that we didn't uh, release a bonus episode this week due to unforeseen circumstances out of our control. Uh, we we weren't able to record it. We we feel very bad about this. We value your listenership, and um, we will endeavour to do better in the future. Love, love, love. Tom, that's so wonderful of you, because what you've neglected to mention is it was entirely my fault that we couldn't do the... Hey, 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 hey. I want you to know one thing, and this is what I'll get towed upon my back. In the case of the Wolf and Owl, in the case of Rom and Tom... There is no you or me. There is simply a we. Will you get all of those words? Well, no, probably just like, I don't know, like just we or something like that. Just we? On your back? Yeah. No, no, I'm saying it out loud. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell, it's an absolute nightmare every time I go swimming. (laughs) I have a yellow hanky coming out of my jean pocket. (laughs) Time for some emails, guys. Time for some emails. Uh, this first email... Oh, thank you once again to the Swan for, for, Shout out the Swan. for selecting the emails. This is from The Penguin. And The Penguin says, Dear Wolf, Owl and the Lovely Swan, I love the podcast. Look forward to it each, look forward to it each week. Just quickly, do you remember like the first time we ever received like an email from a... Um, An animal. Uh, yeah, from one of the animals. And now it's mm. it's a beautiful thing that this is cultivated into like a zoo of friends and stuff. Yeah, right. somebody did make the point though that we, we a lot of people sort of gravitate towards birds. Yeah, yeah. That's I think because, yeah, people maybe want to be like you or Lisa. But, yeah, don't forget our land, our landphibians. Absolutely, don't forget our landphibians. Uh, <laughs> Dear Wolf, Alan, the lovely swan, love the podcast. I need your advice, please. I'm turning 40 in October and I've planned a girls' day out with all my friends. I've been unhappy with my appearance for years, so this year I worked my ass off to lose three stone. Wow. I could feel good about myself on my 40th. Good girl. The penguin shout out. Uh, here's the issue. Some of my friends have requested to meet up with me the week before to give me my outfit for the day. I don't know what it is. Some fancy dress, I assume. I had no idea they would do this. I've already bought an outfit. I don't want to look like an idiot, and I hate confrontation and letting people down. I feel backed into a corner. I feel like if I just turn up without the outfit, I'll add an atmosphere to the day. Am I being too precious? I feel gutted. And that no matter what I do, I'm going to feel crap about it. Your faithful listener, the Penguin. Yo, the Penguin. Listen, um, I think in a time like this, you've worked your butt off. You've lost three stone. But you probably gained something too. You probably gained um, a little uh, a little more confidence about yourself. Because it's, it's incredible. It's an amazing thing. Look, me and Ron, you know, we work out a lot. But to lose that, that amount of weight is really, that's quite staggering. And you should be very, very proud of yourself. And I'm sure your friends will be proud of you too. Um, number one, you don't know your friends could have picked you out an outfit that is, um, like, you know, it, 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 that, that would be great, you know, with, with your weight loss. And it could be something that they've looked at you and thought, oh, you know what, she, um, 
she looks great. Let's get her this thing and let's get a dress or whatever. And, and, and she's going to feel really good about herself. If it is a wacky, silly outfit, I, I think, you know, you should, I think, be earnest and be honest and say, look, you know, girls, I, I feel really incredible about myself. You know, I've worked towards the goal if this is my 40th and uh, I want to look as good as I possibly can. Um, and, you know, I've got this outfit in mind, something that, you know, I, I you know, I, I want to feel really special about today. I don't want to be sort of in a, you know, I don't know, like a sort of like penguin costume or dressed as, you know, one of those big pairs of trousers with the braces that looks like you've got like a little alien on your legs. Like, you, you want to look like and feel amazing. You want to feel like, you know, a strong 40-year-old woman. Uh, and I think the older you get, I think if your friends don't turn around and go, yeah, good for you, actually, go for that. Then um, yeah, I think the problem lies in their court, not in yours. Yeah, you know, it's their serve or it's them to reply back. Um, have an amazing day, dress to impress, and as I always say, go get it, do you? Lovely, lovely advice there, uh, uh, Penguin. Listen, as Tom said, it's possible that they've they've got you. They might have got you some amazing some amazing designer outfit that they, they want to treat you to uh, on your birthday. Hopefully it's not that Balenciaga number that Kim Kardashian will. <laughs> Topical. Uh, no, but the, the truth is, it's more likely, I think, I don't know, am I basing this on what blokes would do, but it's more likely it's something a bit silly. You do not have to do anything you don't want to. It's your 40th birthday. It's supposed to be an amazing day for you to have a great time. And you've worked to feel good about yourself and build up some sort of... You know, listen... You didn't need to lose a three stone to feel good about yourself, but it helped you do that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's what you wanted to do. You've done it. You've achieved it. Congratulations for doing that. You have every right to feel absolutely incredible on your birthday. And if this outfit isn't going to make you feel like that, your friends need to understand that. And if they don't understand that, then they're not proper friends. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're not letting people down. You're not being too precious. You do not have to do anything you don't want to do. It's like you only turn 40 once. So it's a big day for you. You've worked hard to look good for it. Your friend should support your desire to look as good as you possibly can. I hope you have an amazing day. It's going to be great. Yeah, and as always, sending pictures of your 40th to the what podcast. Please do not, genuinely, I hope it goes well, but do not send in any pictures. Thank you, though. Uh, but look, Penguin, you're doing nothing wrong. Tell your friends, and your friends will probably understand. I'll probably go, totally get it. Um, we just thought it would be a nice thing, but but don't worry about it. And you're not letting anyone down, okay? Good luck to you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah. Do we get a bit sort of earnest there? I think earnestly so many times is the best way. I think in look, there's many different emotions that we carry in the locker of this podcast, and sometimes you've got to reach for a, a top shelf, and sometimes you get something off the middle shelf. Just remember empathy, emotion, you know, earnesty. Yeah, you know, they're all decent emotions. I knew you were, when I heard you sort of struggling for the third word, but I wonder what it's going to come out with. And uh, you went with something that isn't a word at all. So well done to you. <laughs> uh. Okay, this is from Mr. A. Wow. Good morning. Can I just say, he's really like, that's a. Is that his actual name or that is just like Yeah, that is his actual name, Mr. A. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, but it might be spelled like A Y E or something. You know what I mean? That'd be Mr. I, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. It's weird. Shall I carry on or do you want me to wait for you to sort of unpick this? <laughs> no, no, I'll think about both things when you're doing it. Okay, fine, fine. Well done. 
Um, good morning. Not quite sure who this should be directed to, but I've noticed that the Wolf's wiki page has been tampered with. Uh, apparently, you're an air fryer engineer. Wow. Um, and are 62 years old. They did see you're a sweet soul, which is obviously true. Having a glance at the Owls wiki page, everything appears in order. There we go. That's a nice little insult to me. Nobody could be asked to do a little joke on my wiki page. Do you see these people as fans, pricks, or bellends? And does the owl get his... And, oh, there you go. He's predicted my fucking response. And does the owl get annoyed that his wiki page has been left alone? You've probably got a guard on your uh, wiki page, so yeah. people can't I, go on that, that information is sacred, you know. One of the things I like to say, you know, if people want to find out more about me, go to my Wikipedia. That's the number one source. You know? I think Wikipedia... I've, you know, I've never really looked at mine, so I wouldn't know that, um, that people are putting up like, wacky fun stuff. That's cool. I, I don't. You've think... never looked. You've never. You've never looked at your Wikipedia. You. You genuinely expect me to believe that you have never looked at your Wikipedia page. I don't. I've looked at it for years. It's mine. Literally. That honestly, genuinely. Last time I looked at it, it was like actor and comedian from I think like Coyne, and that was it. Okay. Well, so like... what does it say now? Uh, okay. Do you want to read it out to you? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Davis, born twenty seventh of April, nineteen seventy nine. He's an English actor and comedian from London, best known for his role as D.I. Sleet in the BBC Three comedy Murder and Successful, and as Gary King Sr. in the BBC sitcom King Gary. Before television, Davis worked as a scaffolder, market store trader, air fry developer, part-time England hooligan and stand-up comedian. When his friend was was working as a runner on Bo Selector, they (laughs) they gave some videos of their own comedy sketches to Lee Francis, who then invited Davis to appear on the show. He appeared in various comedy roles on TV over the following years. In 2015, he co-created and starred in Murder and Successful. The semi-improvised show, which is a celebrity digress myself, D.I. Sleek, solve a fictional crime, became a cult hit. In 2016, Davis was named a BAFTA Breakthrough Brit and appeared in the films Free Fire and Prevenge. Prevenge. And then it's got all your sort of writing credits. and Oh, it's got the podcast on there. Oh, is it? See, look, someone's... Oh, wow. So, yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't sound... How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that as a summary of, of, of what you've done so far? If I'm honest with you, yeah, look, you know, it's, it's a nice stopgap for someone to have a little look at. Um, mm. uh, yeah, but, you know, I think uh, if anyone really wants to know me, just fucking get in touch and we'll have a chat. Don't judge me off a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Absolutely right. I, I think that's the most sensible way to do it. If you want to find out about someone, contact them directly and speak to them. That's great. Yeah, what does yours say? Uh, right, so I bet yours is really long because you've written an essay on yours, haven't you? Done all your homework. Took me a while to sort of fact check all of this and get it all the way I want it. No, uh, Jonathan Romesh Ranganathan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that your name's Jonathan. He's an English actor, comedian, presenter. He's known for his deadpan and often self-deprecating comedy. Romesh has made numerous appearances on television comedy panel shows. In 2016, he co-presented It's Not Rocket Science on ITV. Oh, my God. What that, uh, Jesus. That's like, a, no offence, right? You've done some fucking brilliant shows. That straight away, I'm lost. I'm like, oh, what? You've done some cracking TV. Why did you put that about yourself? I, I, I've had nothing to do with it. Can we just get this clarified? Because you're saying it as if that's his fact. There are people listening now that are going to think that I actually did this. He's also been a regular panelist on The Apprentice You're Fired. Just, just, you know what? Just quickly, yeah. like that that last show you said about that, I'd be putting that down to Jonathan, like your alter ego. That's the show he made. Romesh is all the good stuff. Jonathan did that show. 
Yeah, turns out it was rocket science to get a second series of that. He also has been a regular panellist on Apprentice You're Fired, Play to the Whistle, and the Museum of Curiosity. This is actually so boring. I love you to death, right? <laughs> no, but also, none of these are like, you've won a fucking BAFTA, you've got like the best travel show on television, and none of this is... Like, if, like, if I'm fucking an, an investor and I'm fucking, like, fucking in, try, looking around to invest, I'm not invested in this guy. You need to get on this. Get on this, mate. Well, no, it doesn't matter, does it? Here you go. No, they've updated it. In 2020, Ranganathan won the best the BAFTA TV Award for Best Features. In 21, he won the BAFTA Award for Best Entertainment. For, there you, you go. You just going to say what four people might have played to the whistle. <laughs> oh, my God. They've got stuff about my personal life in here. What's it say? Ranganathan was born in Crawley to Sri Lankan Tamil Hindu parents. <laughs> <laughs> he was raised as a Hindu and still identifies as one. He suffers from a right-sided ptosis, which caused lazy eye as a child. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> he taught maths at Hazelwood School in Crawley and the Beacon School, Banstead, as a freestyle rapper under the name Ranga, once reaching the finals of a UK freestyle competition. Ranganathan is vegan, having been vegetarian up until 2013. He's a supporter of Arsenal Football Club. Oh, fucking hell, this is actually so boring, I can't be asked to read the rest of this. But... Well, you know, you know how it's going to end, didn't you? So... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know how it's going to end. Based <laughs> on how... It's it tends to have gone for males in my family. It'll be death at sixty two of heart disease. <laughs> oh sweet Rob. Is it saying about at least from the kids? Yeah, it does. I've I've closed it now, Laura. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean let an answer to your question, uh, Mr. A. Um if someone's gonna take the time and write some witticisms upon my um Wikipedia page and it brings them joy and it makes someone else crack a smirk when they're reading through it, then um go for it enjoy yourselves um and yeah i bet you know ill will and you know to be fair we, you know me and Ron have just sat here and read our pages and quite a lot of enjoyment from them so uh mm. yeah what what is going on with you what do you mean <laughs> what that, that sort of response <laughs> are you, you trying to go are you trying to go mainstream what's going on with you? <laughs> no i, I don't <laughs> why are you responding to this email like we're on blue peter <laughs> I think it's losing a beard. I think it has made me more like, what's his name? Richard Bacon. I was thinking of Kevin Bacon, um, but he definitely didn't do Blue Peter. Um, yeah. When you when you get off when you get off the uh, the show that you're working on, yeah. Are you going to grow the beard straight back? Yeah. yeah. Was there any part of you that asked if you could keep the? You couldn't have the beard on, could you, for the show? It would look no, 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 no. It looked crazy. Yeah, if I'm honest with you, it's grown on me a little. Well, not grown on me. It's the opposite of grown on me. But yeah, I've got more used to it now. Mm. What does yeah. Catherine think of it? She hates it. She hates my bald face. Yeah. And if I'm honest with you, I love you with all my heart, you know. But, you know, looking at your delicious beard at the moment, and yours does look so nice at the moment. Yeah, but I don't like these little badgery patches oh, of grey. Oh, mate, mate. Seriously, it makes you look really wise and noble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's sexy, isn't it? No, you look, I'll tell you what you look like, and this this will give you a little bit of a... This will charm you. Like, I'm like I've got my little snake playing your flute out. Um... You look like a rapper who's come back after like sort of 15, 20 years of sort of bringing up his family and now you're releasing like a really sick album and like you're on fucking MTV Cribs and whatever and trying to sort of say, oh, look, I'm back and I've got my new album out. When a rapper comes back after 15, 20 years, it's one of the most tragic things you can say. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, no, but that's what you look like. I, I, I'd, love you, I'd love you to name me a rapper that's come back after going away to have a family that has made a good album. It hasn't happened. 
So what you're saying is I look like a... What, what you're basically saying is I look like a tragic, sad figure who's desperately trying to grasp onto the past instead of accepting where he is in life. No. Thank you for that. <laughs> I think you look like so cute at night, yeah. No wrong. <laughs> okay, time for another email, I think. Um, hi, Rom, Tom and Lisa. After hearing about the B.O. Uh, after hearing about the B.O. sitch, um, I thought I would share something I saw on TikTok. This is when you uh, were talking about having the worst B.O. you've ever yeah, had yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on set. Um, after hearing about the B.O. sitch, I thought I would share something I saw on TikTok on how to manage underarm B.O. I've seen that dabbing gly- glycolic acid on your underarms will completely eliminate body odour. Uh, after getting laser hair removal, I've noticed that I've smelt a lot. M- what do you mean, what? Putting acid on your armpits? It's not sulfuric acid, okay? It's 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 a different type of acid. You're not going to burn your skin or anything. <sighs> After getting laser hair removal, I've noticed that I've smelt a lot more, but I'm yet to try the glycolic acid. Okay, Tom, no. let me know how you get on and see if you get if you get good results. I might give it a go too. Well, I'm not trying Love it. I'm not going to be a fucking your guinea pig. Look, I want to shout out some people who've reached out to me who have told me about using Mitchum antiperspirant. Apparently, that's the strongest one. You can possibly use on your armpits. Um, also, I know the area of Mitchum quite well, and I didn't know that there was a developer of deodorants there, but that is what I'm going to be using when days when I've got to wear that tracksuit that I was wearing. So shout out to Mitchum. That is Mitchum deodorant. I haven't brought any yet, but I will buy some. Sure. Um, so you're shouting at a product you haven't even used yet? No, I'm just saying that quite a few people have got in touch. So I haven't I'm tried it yet, that, but I'm no. going to use it. You, why don't you just say, I don't want to buy this stuff, can Mitch and please send me some? Why don't you just be just be open about it? Look, I will buy it in the next week. Uh, so in six to seven days, I will buy some Mitch and deodorant. Um, if I'm not sent, if none gets sent to me beforehand. Actually, also I want to just shout out another. I know like we've been very um, aviation heavy on this one, um, yeah. But also uh, just a shout out because it, at the time of need, Dove also came to my rescue. What did they say? No, Dove anti-perspirant. Uh, no, I just used that, that on my underarms, oh, okay. women's oh, stuff, right. and it was actually stronger than any men's antiperspirant I've ever used in my life. Oh, right. So anyone who's slagging off Dove as a company because it doesn't sound like as tough as Mitchum or Lynx, Dove is actually really fucking incredible, man. Yeah, well ahead. done. Yeah, shout out to Dove. And uh, and shame on you, all these people that are slagging it off. Um, I don't wear deodorant. What? Yeah. I, I've never noticed you smell either. I, do, I just don't wear. You smell that, really nice. You smell like a baby. So? Yeah, that's why. I wear. I wear. Uh, I wear aftershave, but I just don't wear deodorant. Is that weird? You I mean? I, do you know what? I'm thinking about it. I'm just thinking. I don't think I've ever really seen you sweat. I do sweat a lot. You have seen me sweat. Not loads. I do sweat a lot. But then you shower. How often do you shower? Uh, once a day. Yeah, there we go. Sometimes twice. Sometimes yeah, twice. I, I was, I was what do you mean? Old. There you go. Doesn't everyone shower once a day? Sometimes I shower or bath twice a day. Depends. Yeah, me too. I love it. Uh, but although I don't think that's ethically all right now. Well, you know what I've been getting really into is baths. Well, that's worse. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's more water. Can I just say something, right? Please do. This is one thing that really pisses me off. Go on. There's all these scientists in the world, right? And I know that we've had a pandemic and I know that... Here we yeah. go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm Science, saying, go fuck yourself. Let's hear this. Go on. All I keep hearing about is the ozone layer and melting ice caps, right? And that we're going to have more and more, like, and then we're running out of water. I'm like, can't we just use the water from the ocean for baths and stuff and just have it cleaned and the salt gone? Yeah, but that, yes, you can, uh, Tom, but that has an environmental 
impact as well. I mean, you use your water, it goes away, it's got to be clean, treated, put back into the thing, and then it's got to be all heated, you know, all of that. All of that has an impact. You know that, right? Yeah, I know that. I just feel it's sad. You know, it's sitting here chatting and, you know, trying to keep our chins up, but it's a world that we, it's not even that, in the dis, that distant future that is like, we, yeah, there might be no meat to eat and no baths or showers. Yeah, sure. You know, let's yeah, have a look yeah, at ourselves, that's... guys. Yeah, no, absolutely right. And I think that's... Uh... Yeah, when people are sort of figuring out how to solve these problems, maybe just have a look at yourself. Thank you, Tom. Uh, I look forward to seeing that on your Instagram later on. (laughs) Hi, Swan Wolf Al. I've got a pet hate I want to discuss. It's people that put their feet on the seats on public transport. I've attached a photo of an unknowing culprit on my train this morning that is not only doing it, but with dirty work boots as well. Now, for me, my current method of dealing with this is not to action anything, simply look at the person in the corner of my eye, dream of ways to remove him from the train by tossing him out of the train by his feet and going about my day. Uh, Sadly, this isn't working for me. What is the best way to deal with this? P.S. The same bloke ate a bag of nuts and left a lovely pile of shells next to him when he got off. Much love for the pod, the lion. Well, you know, firstly, I don't think, you know, a lion would have probably told him to take his feet off the chair. (laughs) No, no, um, I did. I did think to myself, I can't imagine a lion quietly being disgruntled about yeah. some pain. I mean, you you just should have probably called yourself the timid lion uh, or the the cub. Um, look, look, that is despicable behaviour. But this sounds, if I'm honest, like just like an exceedingly despicable human being who is uh, really sort of taking and and using the train as his own slot pit, right? But I've noticed it happen. You know, I, I'm not, you know. My eyes are open. I do see people do it. Uh, if I'm honest with you, I, like it annoys me, especially if the train's quite packed and you see some oaf-like figure with his feet up. Uh, but then there's also a flip side of it. I think sometimes you say something or you could remark about something and then it could become quite an aggressive situation because people who do that kind of thing don't often realise. They don't like to be held accountable for their their actions. Uh, and I think you could sort of like end up walking into quite a volatile situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think people actually just in the very nature of doing that are looking for an argument or looking to sort of be the aggressor in a situation or let you be the aggressor and then they become more worthy. So, um, you know, tread lightly there, Lion. Um, you seem like a sweet soul and I, I think it's, a, it's, you know, there's a decency within you um, and I wouldn't want to see you bite off more than you could chew within the the barren wastelands that is public transport. So uh, just maybe tuck uh, and get a punch bag or, you know, get some running shoes. And when you get off the train, just go for a bit of a run and, and let that aggression go out that way. Because uh, don't let it boil up inside, my friend. Romsky? No, you're absolutely right. The, the thing is, I think you need to find a way to not give a shit about this. Yeah. It, it just doesn't, it just doesn't. I don't, look, I understand why you're annoyed about it. It's antisocial. And it's not the right thing to do. Um, and people shouldn't do it. But it isn't worth your time or energy. You know, so maybe like make them jealous. That's always another way of doing it. How do you mean? Well, like, I don't know, like reading a book or like sort of like laughing and joking with other passengers that make them feel like sort of like because they've got a feet up, they're not welcome into your conversation. Yeah, you can do that. Feels like a really difficult way of not achieving a solution. But I would just I would just let it go. What can you do? These people want to do that. Like Tom said, if you get involved, you're going to get some shit back. Um, you don't want to go and be a telltale. 
and go and report. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because it's not even about being a telltale. It's about you've given this train staff something to do. Like that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and they've got enough. They're, they're all, they've already got enough shit going on. You know? I, I think what Romish is saying is shout out the train staff for keeping this country moving. Mate, I, I, I really feel sorry for the train staff in this. Mate, country. same, same. I'm so because, glad that you're saying because, this. because, because it, where where I am in Crawley, the service. I mean, I've not got, a, I've not got a train in a while, not because of of that guy. I'm just talking about the fact yeah. that you know there was a pandemic and you know blah blah blah. Anyway. When you do get a train, the service is shit, right? And it's through no fault of the staff. Oh, mate! And then they—they've got to be the Preach, they've got to be the front line, dealing with like agitated and aggravated people. There's been times when I've got off the train at East Croydon to change, and all you see is just people screaming at staff members at the at the station. It is unbelievable. So, can I just take this opportunity on behalf of the Wolf and Owl? Say, so can you show staff members at train stations just a little bit of love? Right? You know, I know actually, you're stressed I'm the third of this because I know this is what Ramesh is probably trying to get at. I think is going up to attract someone who works on the trains, uh, saying like, you know, hi, you know, from the Wolf and Owl Animal Pack. I want to say you're doing an amazing job. We absolutely think you're incredible. This country wouldn't move without you. Here's a packet of hardboard sweets or here's some after eights. Or like similar, or like I don't know, like a book or something. Yeah, if you want to do that, yeah, you feel free to do that. Uh, if your three go-to items are some hardball sweets after eight and a book, then feel free to choose any one of those to give to a member of staff on the platform but or indeed on the train. Yeah, and then like obviously with social distancing, like sort of like nod to them or sort of like give them a sort of fake sort of pat on the back, and then just get on your train and go home, I guess. Mm. Or to work, whichever. Yeah, yeah, whichever wherever, wherever, you're wherever you're going. But seriously, yeah. show them a bit of love, man, because yeah. it's not easy. The peanut shells thing is just that's. I mean, that's something else. I, I, that Which that one? guy. Sorry? Oh, the peanut shit. Look, this guy. That he's a piece of this shit. Guy, this guy's a fucking prick. I yeah. mean, that that is. Yeah. That's what we need to get that out of the way. The guy's a fucking arsehole. Yeah, he's an absolute okay. scuzz bucket. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah, yeah, you're a dumb beetle, mate. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Somebody's got to clean Actually, up the shelves. Actually, you know what? Look, 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 let me show a bit of empathy. Yo, you're better than that, friend. You're better than that. That is probably actually the more adult response. One more quick one before yeah, we yeah, sign off. On, this is from The Panda. Uh, hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Loving the pod. I'm a day one follower and love the weekly banter you two provide. I just wanted to ask a quickie. Tom, last year you were an avid married at sight watcher. Married at first sight watcher. As I remember, you tried to recruit Rom into following also. Well, not tried, he succeeded. I watched all of those episodes. This year, as the UK version was advertised, I decided to give it a go following your recommendation. And I have to say that I am addicted. Thanks for that. Tom, have you been watching? And what are your pearls of wisdom on the latest series? I'd love to hear both of your thoughts. It doesn't sound like you'd love to hear both of your thoughts. You've just directed the question at Tom, Panda. Uh, Keep doing you to the max. Uh, Tom, Uh, have 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 you watched it? Have you watched it as well? So I've watched I've watched the first two episodes. I, I'm I've, I've got to watch the latest one today, as in mm. what I'm watching Mondays on the Tuesday. But um, uh, it's a, yeah, I, I, you know what I, I I'm enjoying it. Um, hold on, you said, hold on. Can I, sorry, sorry, Wolf. Can I just stop you a second. Sounds like you've got a little bit of reservation in your voice. Sounds like you may have fallen I, out of love what? with Married at First Sight. Look. Married, look, the Australian one, I was, I loved. I thought it was incredible, mm. and uh, I thought it was perfectly cast. And I find the trouble is right with with this one this year. Like I thought, 
that Australian series, what was amazing with, with it was that there was genuinely, I think, there was people who were on there and they, their actual relationships were sort of real. And I think, like, you know, shout out Jules and Cam. Uh, and then there was obviously the arguments and there was, you know, none of us are naive enough to think that these people weren't trying to be famous. I mean, on this one, there's an element that everyone on it seems like they're just coming on just to be on a reality TV show. And yeah. there's just no... Uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of, I, I've enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, and I've, I've been told that the latest episode is an absolute banger. But um, I sort, I, I don't have the same emotional attachment as I did to the Australian one. Is what I'm trying well, to. Well, yeah, I, I think you were slightly more naive when you're watching the Australian one because you, you, you genuinely thought that this is yeah. like real, real shit, didn't you? And also, my wife knows someone who's in this, this, this series. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So she's got a friend who's sort of in it. So. Um, so has and, that taken the has that taken the magic? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, because I sort of, um, yeah, you you realise that I, th- I think yeah I think Navy is the word. I think the Australian one, none of the people you didn't know any of the people. There's at least three people on this I've seen on other reality shows. Yeah, so, that, that, so, that, but that's the problem with this thing. Is it not the problem? But like you have to sort of accept it for that because it's such an extreme thing to ask people to do. So you are just going to oh, get yeah, people yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's like, it's like I was doing um, Bake Off Extra Slice. And I asked what, I'm not going to name the person. Again. Uh, w- mate, I'm talking to a, a fucking regular on it. I did it once. <laughs> How many times have you been on it? <laughs> four times. Yeah, four times. I love it. It's one of my favourite shows. Sure. Like, you know why I love that show? You get to what? hang out with Joe Brand. And Joe Brand's an absolute legend I, of I just want to take. I just want to take this opportunity to say, I know that she's considered a legend in comedy. I still think she's underrated. Not enough so. Joe, Not Joe, enough so. Joe, Joe Brand is one of the best to ever do it. No, uh, I, I would... No, I'm going to go for... I think genuinely, I mean this, Joe Brand is one of the, the best people to work in this industry. Like, Joe, she like, is unbelievable. When I started out in this industry, and, and you know, not to get too deep, and uh, I've, I've, I've had an emotional week, but Joe Brand was one of the few people who really gave me the time of day, like, gave me tips. And so... I want to shout out Joe because she and that's yeah that's that's why that show is so amazing. Joe and Tom, incredible people. Yeah, of course. Shout out Tom as well. Um, what the fuck was I? What were you, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was doing Bake Off Extra Slice. Sorry, I was sort of interrupted by your kind of heckle. And one of the people I spoke to, one of the guys, they go, "How did you get so? Much, how come you so into baking? Or what? What made you want to do Bake Off?" And he said, "Oh, it's because um, I couldn't get onto MasterChef." Oh wow! And then I was like, "Oh, Bake Off is so much better than MasterChef anyway." Well, you know, these are all uh, these are all opinions, but 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 it might not have been because the show was better. It might have been that he's a genuine, like general all round cook. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to do some cooking on a show, and also like, well, we're probably getting ourselves into hot water here. But when you watch The Apprentice, there's no way all of those people are trying to get into fucking business, is there? No, but actually, I will shout out one of them who is uh, a friend, become a friend of mine. That's Tom Skinner, who who does mattresses and beds. He's actually made a real go of it himself. So anyone, you know. Yeah, have a look at his company. He's a really decent guy. Yeah, okay, great, fine. And I hope you're enjoying your mattress, Tom. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, in answer to your question, we are watching it. Have you got any... So these, the, I'm going to try and get into it. Maybe we can talk about it a bit further down the line. But the problem is, is when we were watching the Australian one, Tom and I sort of got nervous that... We didn't get nervous. Nervous is a massive exaggeration and implies a level of care that we put to this podcast that absolutely isn't there. But we were slightly worried that we were going to talk about it in too much depth and the people that weren't watching it were going to kind of dip out. So um, that's why we haven't chatted about it yeah. as much. And then we said we were going to do a special and like all of the things that we promised, we, we never bothered doing that. So uh, 
<laughs> so actually, I feel I have no qualms in saying we're going to do a Married at First Sight UK special at some point. Maybe we'll get one of the contestants on. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I do get a, a lot of messages asking, "Are we going to have guests?" It's not something we're planning on having. No, it isn't. I it mean, would just mean that there'd be more preparation for the three of us. You know, and at the moment, actually, we, we, we scarcely, yeah. we're, we're scarcely we're able to get... We're absolutely, we're absolutely snowed under with the 30 seconds of prep we do for this one. So. <laughs> well, that Lisa does, in all fairness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Tomo, can you, um, can you please do us the honour of taking us out of this? Yeah, this is going to be a different one this week. Because uh, I have had a week of up and down. I want to shout out Ron for being an amazing friend. But um, so I, I want to shout out the listeners of this week's week podcast. Um, I've been away filming this week. And uh, I, one morning I was going for a, uh, a general jog down by the seafront of Liverpool. And a, um, a young lady stopped me and uh, she said thanks for for the podcast and how much she's loved it and and it's got her and her other half through a very tough time uh yeah and i won't go into details but i i found it really really sweet and and i was on the phone to Catherine, my wife at the time and she shouted out hello to Catherine, and uh, i just wanted to say that for you know and we get a lot of messages and you know we get a lot of people saying how much they enjoy um this podcast and 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 that you know that there's a certain level of us getting you through through stuff but you know as someone like this week and i have struggled it's it's that that really meant a lot to me and it does mean a lot to both of us when you reach out so there's no great uh summing up of this week's show but to say thank you cheers for listening and uh thank you to that woman because um that made quite a tough day but a little bit easier so shout out you yo keep doing it well real real one you didn't mean you didn't even for a second, consider making that woman a corn on the cob or something and you're a harvester or whatever. No, no, no. I didn't want to do that in justice. <laughs> uh, she, she was a very sweet woman. It really meant a lot. Uh, okay, well, look, lovely. Well, that's a lovely, lovely thing. Actually, you, you got in touch with me about that. It was it was really nice, man. Well, it was yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. So, yeah, listen. So, um, quite a melancholy end to what's been a rumptious episode. Yeah, it's been very rumptious. Um, People, listeners, yo, thank you for listening. Um, maybe uh, JT, James Torrance, play us out with um, maybe maybe something uplifting, Ron? Yeah, let's have something uplifting. What are we thinking? Maybe one of your rappers, like uh, someone who's made a comeback and actually done quite well. Um, do you know what? Uh, I think a quite nice uplifting song. How about we have Touch the Sky by Kanye West just to take us out, okay? Yo, everyone out there, keep doing you. Keep doing you. Take it to the max. We love you. And you know what? Next time I see you, I'm bringing my beard brush because I'm brushing that sweet, sweet beard. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye, people. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.